featuring insights and inspirations from the mind of Boogie Triggs. This is Boogology, a Low Tree Studios podcast. My name is Jason. I am the producer and co-host, and joining me is the man behind the name, a 21-year Air Force veteran and a high-level leader and motivator of people, Mr. Boogie Triggs. Hey Jason, how you doing? How you been? We haven't done this in a little while. We've gotten we had we were both busy. We had some vacations and stuff like that. You went to Vegas and had a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and you went camping. And I went camping because that's what I do. I camp. I'll never do that ever again. Yeah, what's up with that? You won't camp? Why not? Dude, military. Oh. I, I did the army man roll thing. Military camping. No. Wait a won't minute. Do it. Wait a minute. You were Air Force. I hear Air Force staying yes. in hotels. So. Yes, we do. We stay in hotels. We we sleep under the stars. Four star, five stars. You <laughs> yeah, know. Right. But um, no, I was I was detached to um, 82nd Airborne, mm. and we had to live like the army did. Okay. So what's that? What's that like? I mean, it's it's that's roughing it though, right? Yeah. Or is or is it? Uh, are they yeah. decent camps? Uh, or you know, or are you literally in a tiny little tent? Well, it it varies. It varies. The location tends to dictate how you live. Mm-hmm. All right, the the amenities and everything else dictates how you live. I remember. We went to <laughs> we went to um, Saudi, and uh, we got over there, and, and the facilities, the restrooms weren't what we were used to. Okay, you know, used to a toilet. Yeah, there's like this porcelain hole in the ground. Oh boy, a ceramic hole in the ground that you have to literally squat over and aim it. And that's the way they do it. Oh, you couldn't you didn't you couldn't sit down. You couldn't sit you, down. Oh, how do you do that? So we took. A you gotta chair. lean back. Right? We took a chair. Okay. <laughs> took a chair that had a had a wicker seat. You modified right? it. We cracked that open, took the wicker off of it, and put foam all the way around the wood part. Oh my god! <laughs> and then put all other type tapes and stuff. And you could tell when us might have to go to the crapper man. They they got a magazine and they have the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. That was wild. All right, so no camping for you, no. uh, Vegas. So you won some money in Vegas. You, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you had what nine hundred bucks or something. Like nine hundred bucks. That's nice. Dude. And I got. I, w- I was celebrating too hard because I never won like that. I don't win. That's, that's don't, fun though. You know, I sit there, I smoke a cigar, man, and drink scotch. That's only, and I can do it indoors. So what were you drinking? What scotch? Um, <clears throat> actually, I had a couple. I had um the the Balvini. Um, I mean the Balvini. Caribbean cask. Okay. So, which is very good. Nice and smooth, single malt. And um, then I had, um, God, I forget the other one now, because the Belvini was so good. I do want to say this, uh, listeners, Boogie's a a huge influence on myself and David. We never actually had, uh, we we were beer drinkers. We were drinking ale and stuff like that. And and if you don't know who David is, he's my co-host on Poor Decisions and the co-host on the Difference Between Us podcast, one of the other podcasts out of Low Tree Studios. You you sort of inspired us to start drinking whiskeys. Not sort of. You actually did because you bought us. We went to a company thing and you bought us uh, some McKellen, McKellen 12. Yeah. That was my first experience with whiskey. I really liked it. So from there, David and I started exploring and then we created Poor Decisions, our podcast where we uh, sort of review that stuff. So that's why I asked Boogie, what scotch was he drinking? You almost bought a scotch with the, your your winnings. Yeah. Had some, uh, well, which one did you almost buy? It was expensive, right? Yeah, it was a Glimmerangi. It was a Glimmerangi 30, and it was like eight, $900. Ooh. And I was like, if I get that, I'm walking home from Vegas. The yeah. wife was like, you out your damn mind. Hey, hell yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she should say that. She, 
<laughs> that's for sure. That's very expensive. Yeah. Our, our favorite is the Glen Morangi uh, Nectar d'Or. Yeah, Nectar d'Or is a that's good a one. That's really yeah. good. That, that because of that one, we created this. It's called a Keep Sipping Sucker Meter. Oh, <laughs> right, because because we were drinking that one, and we just kept yeah. by the end of it, we were just kept sipping it. And then there's some where you just you, you stop sipping at some point. Yeah. That one was finished. We wanted more, so I well, can dig it. Well, let's get into this. So one of the things, you, so again, the way we structure this is I've taken notes, you know, throughout our experience, and uh, stuff has come up, and I want you to elaborate on the, the some of these things, which is what we've created out of me, all of our podcasts. Let me say this: the thing about it is. I want everybody to know this. Nothing is scripted. Yeah. That is our plight. I come in here not knowing what questions he's going to ask me. I don't prepare for anything. Right. We just go that way. I want to keep it as organic and as natural as possible. And, and that's so, how we do it. And right. I don't know what I'm going to ask because I don't know what's actually going to come of it. And because we some of these topics I gathered months ago, in fact, I really don't even know what will come of this conversation. So it'll be fun for all of us in, in the room and, uh, and those of you listening. Right. What I want to talk about today is the, uh, co- what you've said before, culture of caring. Right. What, what does that mean? Is it because you said it derives from someone else. Am I right about that? Right. But, well, but you've adopted it. Oh, yeah. What yeah. does it mean? Well, okay. Culture of caring is, I'm, I'm just going to go with that catchphrase. It means a lot of things that we already do. Right. Like you you love your family, but you don't like all of them. That's a okay. good point. <laughs> right. It's a great So point. I love you and I care about you, but I'm not going to bend over backwards if you don't take care of yourself. That is true, man. What okay. is that? What's the saying? God God helps those who help themselves. Yep. God, God helps the child, right? <laughs> yeah. So- what it boils down to, the culture of caring mindset is, I don't care if you love me or hate me, just care enough for me not to let me hurt myself or be hurt by something else. So like I said, if there's a snake on the ground next to me and you don't like me, care about me enough that you'll tell me, hey, dumbass, move before you get bit. Now that's tough to do for people you don't, that you really don't like, like genuinely don't like and that have done harm to you. Well, I, and, and you're right, but we see it all the time. We see it in the people that are stronger than I am that have had family members hurt to the, to the level of death by somebody else's hand and then sit in court and forgive the person that did that heinous crime. So, and they say, I forgive you. Yeah. So you got to think that that's very difficult, very hard. So if I look at that, me forgiving somebody and it's not like the loss of a loved one or anything like that. If somebody else could do something to that level, I should be able to easily accept somebody for, I don't know, stepping on my foot. Being rude to you. Yeah, being rude to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, j- just as simple as that. Yeah. But it's just we all get caught in the moment, and we get caught in the moment not based on that moment, but based on everything that we've been through. Right. Right? And I think I said it before, and I'll say it again this time. <clears throat> we tend to... Men and women, we have different mentalities. A woman has what I call the shot glass mentality. A man has a 64-ounce mentality. The shot glass mentality is every day your wife, your significant other comes home and they drop all their problems on you. Man, at work, they got on my nerve. And at work, they did this. And when I was driving home, this happened. And this. And we are men. We're compartmentalized thinkers. So we're always trying to like solve the problem so we can get on to the next problem, <laughs> yeah, right. right? But our our significant others don't want to hear that. They just want us to listen, right? To attend to their need, and their it's need true. is just empty your shot glass. So they are are much more wiser than we are because we're the sixty four ouncer. 
we get our 64 ounce and come home every day and look in the bottom of it and it's like, ah, it's not a lot. I'm not going to complain about that. And we let it keep going and going and building and building. Then eventually one poor soul comes along and put the last drop <laughs> and in that 64 and they get it all. They're going to get all 64 of those ounces. That's true. So you have somebody like, man, you're going off on me for something that small. And we never take time to like evaluate ourselves and determine, is it really worth getting this mad? What What's going on? That is so true, man. I, right. I, I, that is a really great illustration. Right. I have never heard you say that. Okay. Uh, I, I like that because it's true of me. I, I, you let it build up and build up, and then all of a sudden, I explode on some poor innocent person that right. maybe said some sarcastic comment or something like that. I, I was listening to one of our past podcasts, and I thought it was funny. Uh, I, I'm, I painted myself as a really angry person. I'm really not an angry person. I'm just saying maybe a lot of the things that i'm feeling right. uh, but there was a time when i was you know i was i was pretty i'd snap at people but i love the mentality of that because we do we, we just let it build up and then one thing comes along and then boom we unload and it totally totally makes sense to me All right so how do, how do you be, not become that well, as, as a man <clears throat> excuse me first i i feel sorry for people not like they're pathetic or anything like that i'm like they don't know what's going on in my head behind my eyes. Right. Okay. So I have to feel sorry for them. Like you have no idea huh. the powder keg that's waiting. Yeah. Right. So that being said, instead of me blowing up, I use caution because I'm like, you, you, you don't know what you're dealing with. So <laughs> I'm going to handle you with kick gloves. Right. And oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at well, it. Well, you remember you were set right at my desk that time when I had to, Talk to one guy off the off the edge. Super snark. I'll explain a little bit. Super <laughs> snarky email that was really just a misunderstanding. Right. It, it, you know, and that's where a lot of things come from. It's it's simply a misunderstanding. This person has hit, hit a history of people approaching him and saying, "I need this. I need this right now." And he's like, "I this stuff has to be scheduled." And you did the same thing that he's used to people doing, but you had no idea. None. And snarky email, really sarcastic, nasty right. email. And when I read it, I'm like, no, I don't respond in email. I call. Yeah, that's what I do too. So I called him and immediately he started trying to go somewhere. I was like, hold on, man, we're better than this. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. And I said, I do not want our relationship to start this way. It's great, dude. You know, so that's how I deal with it because I'm, a lot of people bark. I, I don't have bark. I have bite. And once I blow up, it takes me a long time to come down. So that's why I try not to do that. I, I have to subdue my passion yeah, and then help them along with theirs. So you started alluding to forgiveness. Uh, on the Difference Between Us podcast, we talked about forgiveness. It was very interesting to hear all four of our different perspectives on it. Right. I would like to hear yours. I'll share mine, but I would like to hear what you think the value of forgiveness is, that first, and then how that contributes to a culture of caring. Okay, well, for me... For me to forgive, first of all, I think any type of grudge, anger, I'm talking about like seething anger, is is poison to your soul. Yeah. You know, you, you can't even relax. You you can't enjoy the things that, that bring you joy. If you like music, you can't enjoy music because somebody gave you the wrong drink and that made you mad. And, you know, if you're out at a setting or something, right. that made you mad. So now the, your whole night is ruined because you got the wrong drink and nobody wants to get it straight. So that's a poison, right? So for me, forgiveness 
allows me to get that out of my system. Mm -hmm. Even if I've been slighted, just get out of my system. I've determined exactly how, what that slight has done to me. Because everything that happens to us, be it good or bad, there is a consequence. Of course. And that consequence can be negative or positive. We just have to search for the positive in it. See, because the negative is going to jump right out and bite you in the face. First thing. But the positive you have to search for. So for me, I have to look at it like, okay, the person gave me the wrong drink. They, and I go up there and they say, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. You know, that's it. So I have to sit here and look at the fact that I have been blessed with a life that, because I come from dirt poor, blessed with a life that I have the finances, the means for me to go out and have a good time in this venue. And there's one drink that I ordered was the wrong drink and they're not re willing to, really willing to set it straight. It's going to do exactly what the last drink was going to do. And that, it's going to have alcohol in it. Yeah. And it's going to do something to me to alter my emotional state. I drink the drink and I push on. And that's a very mild scenario. Very mild. There are, there are reasons why people feel like they should, there should never be room for forgiveness. No, there are. There are. Now, that's going to be situational and that's going to be based upon the person, the individual, and what happened with them. Because even I'll get to the point where I don't forgive. You know, John Wayne said it best when he said, Forgive everyone, but never forget the motherfucker's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So so I'm like, hey, I, I like that. I might, hey, you know what? Squash it. I'm it, I'm good. But you'll never have, be in that situation again to hurt me like Especially that. Especially with that person, yeah. Absolutely. So there's nothing nothing wrong with forgiving because you you said it yourself it, it, it's a poison and you're poisoning yourself and you're creating restricted movement in your own life in Absolutely. your own spiritual life really yeah. so if forgiveness is setting yourself free but definitely don't forget Absolutely. definitely don't forget what those people did to impact your life in a negative way and avoid interacting with them in that way the forgiveness isn't just okay i forgive let's start right back up where we where we were you know, forgive me if, if, if assuming it's somebody that hurt you or somebody that did you wrong in a powerful way, you don't start right back up where you were. No, you remember, yeah. you forgive them, let it go for yourself, but you never pick back up. You yeah. know, you just you let go of those people. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. My kids used to have problems with me because I, I had a real good memory. Right. So when I see them do something wrong. And then they receive corrective measures or punishment for it. Okay. Then a year later, they start putting out tendencies that send them on that, down that same path to do the same thing. And I'll get on them like, don't do that. Remember what happened last time. So when they got to be like 15 to 19, they would start challenging me. Like you, you act like people can't change. You act like people can't change. Like I can't, I, I just don't like it. It's so frustrating. That's what he's saying to me. I said, okay. I said, let me do this. I want to take a plate and I want to go out in the yard and I want to shovel dog poop onto the plate and throw the dog poop in the garbage. Then bring the plate in the house, put it in a dishwasher and wash it. Then pull the plate out and fix your food on it, which you eat from that plate. <laughs> uh, where's this going they were like no why 
Because there was dog poop in there. Exactly. You didn't forget there was dog poop in there, did you? No. <laughs> so why should I forget about what happened and prevent it from never happening again? Oh, that, <laughs> that's such a funny... <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. It is, right? Oh, yeah. I'd still eat on the... I mean, oh, it, it... I'm went, going to eat on the plate. It went through our our hand-selected, really great dishwasher. That's right, man. And with, with water temperatures that are so hot, our hands can't even go in there. I, I get it. It's just that <laughs> they, they look at it like, I'm not eating from that plate. Poop was on it. You remember that. <laughs> you remember that's that. So but I can't remember what you did to lead you down the wrong path. That's great. Created sort of a stain, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's another one, the human stain. The We're human gonna, that's stain. That's on there. Maybe we'll talk about that next. Yeah. All right. So, so forgiveness, how, how, what role does that play in a, in a culture of caring? Well, again, in that culture of caring, if you learn, it, it's kind of like respect. Well, it's not kind of like it is respect. When, when you give respect, you receive respect, right? It's reciprocated. Maybe not as quickly and easily as we like to get it. But if you continuously every day give respect, people are going to have no choice but to give it back. They're going to have no choice. I, I'm telling you, I have done this too many times. I'm not perfect, man. My wife and I were talking last Sunday, and um, she said something to me that finally came through. I couldn't hear her before. Hmm. I couldn't hear her because she, our, our minds are in boxes. Men's minds are are in boxes. Everybody's minds are in boxes. Well, I don't think women are. Mm. They're, they're, they're a little different. Okay. Think about it. A woman, if there was 12 items there and all that be tended to, she's going to tend to all 12 of them simultaneously, tapping each of them each time, right? A man, we're going to focus on the 12th one. I don't care if there's bombs, hand grenades, missiles going on around us. We're compartmentalized. Our head is in that 12th one to get it solved so we can put it to rest and then move to the 11th. That's true. We that don't care. So what I'm saying, so we live in boxes. Our boxes are, we're compartmentalized. You're on the computer and you're doing something and your wife starts to talk to you out of, out of the other room. You have to literally get off the computer. It's true. Get your brain out of that That's box. Exactly. It. And then get your brain transferred over so you can um, transition over so you can hear what she's saying. Yeah. So the thing about it is, when you do that, you're continuously working on them getting out of that box with you. And then they're going to transition out of that box. And before you know it, the respects start coming back. You said something about me. You said, Boogie, you're consistent. That, that was my mantra for a long time, man. Consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That was a guy I worked with. Everybody called him an asshole. Yeah, you've talked about yeah, him. Yeah, I talked yeah. about him, right? Yeah. And he was. He's an asshole. But he was a consistent asshole. And I respected him more than anybody else in that unit. And I would tell people, I respect that dude more than anybody. He's like, why? I said, because he's an asshole today. He's going to be an asshole tomorrow. He's going to be an asshole next year. Right. You know what you're getting. It's these floundering people that you don't know you're going to get. These inconsistent people that I don't like. So you consistently strive to give people respect. They will have no choice but to reciprocate it. Mm. Okay. So same thing with culture of caring. You care enough they don't have to like you you think everybody in the military that wore uniform liked each other do you do you think that racism didn't exist in the military in uniform it does it does but there are people that may be prejudiced or racist against one another that has each other's back because when the shit hit the fan you're relying on that person to get us home safe so the thing about it is regardless if you like me or love me just care enough for me to keep me 
Mm. That's what it boils down. I like that. Well, I'm going I'm I'm to do this really quickly. Do okay. a little ad here. I want to. I want to ask you first of all. Do you do you did you know what a podcast was before you even before you started doing this? No, nah, I mean I, I thought yeah, it was no blogging. Idea. I was calling it blogging. Right. So, <clears throat> have you ever shared our podcast with anybody? This this bugology podcast. Yes, I have. Okay, but you don't know how to do it through social media. You don't know where to where to go, what to do, how to do any of that stuff. No, no, I don't. Well, I'm going to change your life right now. Thank okay. you, man. Praise God. We've recently discovered a really cool app. It's called the Podcoin app. So there's all different kinds of podcatchers out there. Okay. Right, and Podcoin is is a really good one, and uh, we've just just recently discovered it's a free podcatcher that pays you to listen to podcasts by earning Podcoin that can be cashed in for various gift cards, including Starbucks and Amazon. You can download the app for for your from your iPhone or your Android. What's up? So you get paid. You get paid to listen to me speak, mm-hmm, that's and it. you speak. That's exactly it. And I'm, you get paid for that. You get paid. Oh, man, I got a lot of broke friends. There you go. They need to know this. And if they listen and they like this talk radio and that sort of thing, then this is their this is their jam. Right on. I will say it's not a lot, but you you, you listen more, it accumulates, and you can cash that, what they call PodCoin, in for, for Starbucks gift cards, Amazon. It, it, it can go up and up and up. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Mindy, I think, is probably close to almost 1,000 PodCoin now after wow. listening uh, just for a couple weeks. So. Wow. Uh, you, so anyway, you can download the app PodCoin onto your iPhone or Android, and when you sign up using the special code Bugology, Bugology. when you sign up using Bugology, uh, you'll get 300 PodCoin right out of the gate. Right. Pretty cool. So we got to talk to your friends about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, all of our Low Tree Studios podcasts are on the app, so start listening today. Now, Culture of Caring, you say that it's about respect. Yes. Right? Uh, how, how do you, so, and I, and I can see that it's about respect. It's also about caring, even if you don't necessarily like the, like the person or yeah. the way they handle their business. Absolutely. I like to look at it this way. I was in the 1994 Northridge earthquake. Right. I was here. Interesting how I was, I was down there. It was early in the morning. I worked at UPS. Wow. My start time was at 4.30. The earthquake happened, I believe, right around 4.30, something yeah. like that. I was about to get in the truck to start unloading it. Earthquake happened. Boom. Shook me off the ladder. I was underneath uh, the, the decking the that they had duck. there. I was just hold, hold like, you know, like I was taught in school, you know, just kind of hold, pl- hold place. Well, other people were running out and stuff like that. Uh, but by the time it was over, I was good. I ran out. There was a bunch of people out there, people that you hated people that you didn't know, you know, people that you hated, that you didn't know, that you didn't like, that you didn't get along with, all of a sudden it was different. Right. Right. It was there, there in that moment was a culture of caring. caring. Yeah. We had just went through some shit, man. Stripped it all away. Yeah. So what, what, what culture of caring illustrates is that if, if you can maintain that level of understanding that no matter if we're different, you're still a human being. Right, and I still care about, even if you don't agree with me, or you have a whole different perspective on life, and maybe you're an asshole or whatever. Right, you still are doing your best as a person. Yeah, the way you know how to do it, and I, I can respect that. See, the thing is, does that make sense? Is that sort of the the mentality? Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, spot on, man. The here's the thing: the thing is that we tend to judge people based on our own moral standards exactly and everybody should drive the way i drive yeah yeah right so with that being said it's kind of hard to accept people the way they are and i i don't i'm i meet people and i go in with no expectation of who they are or what they're going to bring you do an incredible job of that boogie it's pretty it's pretty awesome to witness 
Thank you. It, it's Thank pretty you. neat to witness because not all of us are, are able to do that, and 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 that you do that is great, and th and that you also sort of without saying it ask people to respect you by you being your authentic self. Right. It's, it's demanding respect, right? Yeah. Demanding it. It really is. It's it's a really great example for all, all of right. us. Well, thank you, man. He's got me blushing over here, man. I'm black yeah, and I'm can't turning see red. It. I can't see it. I can't see it at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, but, so how does someone begin to initiate and I will illustrate to everybody that listens to the sh to the show. It, this show really is about how how to help you create a really mo a more positive environment in either your social life or your work life. Obviously, we do talk a lot about work. We relate it to work, right. but these are ways to navigate through your job and through your life in a way that's a little more fluid, in my opinion. So, a lot of the things that we discuss. I've, they've helped me a ton, and I, I know they've helped other people that Boogie has influenced. So how does one begin to initiate, if they don't have it already, uh, a culture of caring into their own life, their own workplace? What's What would be like step one? Okay. I, I would say we, we all have a level of respect for ourselves, all right? Some of them have it defined by their own internal mechanism, you know, their uh, what I call intestinal fortitude, right? I, this is who I am. This is my brand. This is how I walk. This is how I talk, so on. Yet others define theirs based on how they, how people better treat them. Mm. Okay. You better treat me. Yeah. You better treat me with respect. Nobody's going to talk to me like I'm a fool. You better. And it's like, we all know that you can only control what you have control over. That's it. And you have no control over anybody else. You do not. So what you do is you kind of Jedi mind trick them. Mm, give us an example. You get them to believe in your intestinal fortitude just as much as you do. When when I played sports, I would write on my sneakers, IMW. IMW was impose my will. See, no one ever steps on any field or, or basketball court to play and say, I'm out here to lose. It can go either side. It's just one team has to impose their will to win on the other team so they can feel it's okay to lose. Mm. So when you do that with respect the same way, you're imposing your will on them. You're demanding respect. Well, how do you do that, though? You, you do that by, by just letting the respect that you have by, for yourself show. If, if I'm a manager and I don't dress like a manager, mm. people are not going to treat me like a manager. I will find myself daily fighting saying, hey, I'm a manager and I've already lost. Because if I have to use my authority or title or something to get someone to help me or do a job for me, I've lost. So it's, the, like, it's, it's, like, an, it's like an attitude. Yes. You have yes. an attitude of respect right. for yourself that, and you that, carry it that, that way. That you project, yeah, because yeah. it has to be projected, right. right? So the thing is, is by you doing that, it's like, think of it. There are homeless people all over the country. Yeah. All over this all town over this, of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I asked some young guys that I were, um, that I was mentoring to, I said, okay, I'm gonna give you a scenario. A homeless guy with no money, no food. And Jay-Z, who's a very wealthy man, they go to, to a restaurant who eats for free. And they said, Jay-Z. I said, why? Cause man, you know, you got money and he's making their, their, um, 
if someone snaps a picture of him at the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. He's free marketing yeah. everything else. Right. I say, why not a homeless guy who needs it? Well, they're going to tell him you need to go get a job or something like that. I say, so now you just answered one of the biggest quagmires that- that's So weird. Is. Yeah. So the thing about it is, it's like, if you don't respect yourself, nobody else will. Boom. That's, that's it. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's what I carry around. And that's my projection. So sometimes it, it backfires because when I go into meetings and I'm mid-level manager and I have like senior executive type managers in there and I'm projecting all this confidence and respect and this dignity and everything else, they sometimes is received as being arrogant and mm. cocky and everything. I'm like, look, man, I'm six foot three, 300 pounds. I'm not going to go stand in anybody's damn corner. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm in the room. I'm going to take as much space as my body will allow me to, and my presence will be large. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. You know, do I care? No, I don't. Because once we get the conversion and start to talk the, the topic matter or the um, subject matter, then everything is understood. Right. Oh, that's why he walks that way because he knows his shit. So, last question. Yeah. How do you feel like? Cult, a culture of caring Im, impacts positively or negatively uh, a, a group of people or just an individual? How do you think, what's the effect, the cause and effect of, 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 of adopting a culture of caring within yourself? Well, you know what? I used to think that a culture of caring for myself was going to the gym. I was a gym rat, right? Mm -hmm. Work out. Caring for yourself in yeah. that way. Caring for myself that way and everything. It wasn't until somebody challenged me, man, to look into my mind, not the physical, but the mind, to see who I really was, right? When that happened, I realized I wasn't really caring for myself. I was taking care of the physical, but not the mental, mental not the right. spiritual. The important part, the stuff right. you take with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, the body's going to go south. I don't care That's how it. much you work out. You may still be fit, but your fitness will never be like it was in your 20s and so on, right? So it's going to go south. It's up for us to feed the mind. And when I started searching that aspect of me, it enabled me to open my mind to now look at people and accept them for who they are, to now walk around and understand that I have to love me first and respect me first before I get anybody else to see me in that light, in that same limelight. So I had to do things for myself, to myself, and through myself in order to be able to project from myself who I am. So looking within, seeing your own imperfections, yeah, but and 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 respecting those parts of yourself that may be a little bit more damaged, and also understanding the parts of you that are that are confident and you're secure in, gives you a broader perspective of other people, which creates a culture of caring, right, and allows you to accept people when they're having a rough day. It allows you to be calm when someone comes up to you and isn't calm. It allows you to main, maintain stability in often unstable circumstances. Man, you put it well. One thing I want to say, though, when you talk about imperfections, imperfections are beauty marks, man. Well, and they, But they are the biggest teachers yeah, as well. They're beauty marks, man. For sure. I, I like people that have physical imperfections, mental imperfections. I like a person with a lisp. And that person with a list that loves to talk. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah. what, and, it don't, and don't care. They don't care. They tell the world, fuck you. I'm going to say it anyway. I know the word. I'm going to say it. You just figure out what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I love that. And the confidence that go along That's with awesome. it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so I love that, man. That is, is just beautiful stains. It's That is, oh, God, I just wish I can just meet everybody and see all of their their damaged areas areas, their damaged parts, and then watch the confidence that they exude through those, you know? Yeah, and, and one thing that I'll say, this is the last thing, and we'll, we'll wrap it up, is that there are, we, we encounter people that are, are often challenging. It's easy to get along with people that are no challenge, that we don't have conflict with in the world, you right. know? But there are other people that are challenging, and because we're we're in the workforce and we're out in the world and we're participating in society, we're going to run up against that. Yeah. And if you can adopt a, an ability to care about somebody, even when they're at their worst, you know, a, a good example is this. My, you could say this, and this isn't my example. You could say this. My parents were horrible. You could complain about that. You could say that. But if you really wanted to adopt a culture of caring, you could say my parents did everything they did within their ability to know what was best. Yeah. Right now, that is a culture of caring. That's saying, I realize you were flawed and I realize that you created some bruised fruit in me, but because I understand how difficult it is to be a human being and navigate this crazy world, I'm surprised some of us make it through high school, <laughs> right? That I can, I can actually love, and I think that's when you start to take ownership of your life. You're like, I love and respect my parents even though they bruised the shit out of me and they made it really hard for me in the, in the early stages of my life. Because that's when I started to let it go and own my life when I realized that they really did the best that they could do. See, you say you're going to end with this. Now you just open up a whole new gate for me, man. <laughs> my thing is, think of it. My mother had nine pregnancies in 10 years. Holy, that girl was getting on. <laughs> she had my oldest, well, it was her and my father. They were both <laughs> married. Same, same two through all, all nine of us. Right. She, uh, she had my oldest brother at 15 and had me at 25. I'm the youngest. So. Wow. Yes. And my father died when I was eight. So my mother had an eighth grade education and there were seven of us remaining. Okay. So two of us had, had passed on. So seven of us remaining. My mom had to, to provide for us an eighth grade education, struggling, I hated my childhood at that point. Mm. I hated it. Yeah. Even I took all that with me to adulthood. When I told you somebody challenged me to look into myself, to open my mind, that's when I understand my mother did the best she absolutely she did. could do. She absolutely Before did. then, I was like, nah, that was bull, man. You could have. I'm like, no. Nah. Coulda what? Yeah, I know, right? Coulda what? Yeah. And and I owe, I owe her everything. I love her. Um, I love her flaws, yeah. her imperfection. It makes her who she is. And I love everything about her. That's awesome. So to recap culture of caring, first start with yourself. I mean, uh, the, the, the key, I think, for me, from what I'm hearing from Boogie and, and through our conversation is start with yourself and start to touch the parts of yourself that maybe you don't you've ignored or that you have, have judged harshly, you right. know, and really start to accept who you are. And I think that that will open a gateway to accepting other people. 
Uh, I think if you've lived a challenging life and you're really open to understanding and accepting that the challenges that you've been through, it does make you a much more forgiving and understanding person when someone comes up to you that's a little abrasive, a little harsh. Right. Uh, creating that culture of caring will will make. Will, will, I think I think it will make your environment, right. social work more fluid, and you won't get tripped up on the simple weird stuff that tends to come up in regards to other people right care about people because you don't know where they're at in their timeline no idea you have no idea what they came into work with but respect the fact that they came into work there you go and they they care enough about their job even though it may not show up that way in their attitude they care enough about their job and and the end game and the goal but who says it doesn't show up in there again that's why i say we're measuring them based upon our own moral fibers and standards exactly that we don't live in their world right Right. Everybody doesn't have to mold to our to the way we do things. Absolutely. Begin to create a culture of caring. I think it's going to make uh, our lives much more fluid and amazing. And actually, you'll see the beautiful colors of all the people in the world. I think. Yes, you will. Like Boogie said. So. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Bugology, and be sure to check out our website, the Low Tree Studios website, lowtreestudios.com, for all the other podcasts that are on Low Tree Studios. And don't forget to check out the Podcoin app. We encourage you to do so using our code Bugology and get your 300 pod coin today. And remember, know yourself before anyone else does. Thank you, Boogie. You're welcome. Thank you, brother. <laughs>